we're back with Luke and Pete Shaw. It is a Thursday. Are you ready for an email about defragmenting a hard drive? We're ready to give it to you. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. How the devil are you, Luke Moore? Very well, thank you. You have to earn the right to hear that email, though. So you've got to go through the first mm. half of the show to get past the ad break to then hear the de- the defrag special. Yeah, because cause, cause what special. we'll do is you can't just skip forward with your plus 30 seconds or plus 15 seconds because in the middle of the defrag chat, I'll just shout random stuff. Duck, uh, missile silo, grass, yeah. that's it. And, and you'll be confused. Yeah. You'll just be confused. You'll never find it, all right? Okay. Do, do, do you remember like video games back in the day where you'd buy them and there'd be like some kind of copy protection inside? There'd be like a map you had to sort of follow or like a like a like a like a lens based little puzzle you had to solve. To, to, yeah. And it was paper based. Um, so you would prove that you would actually you hadn't just copied it off a friend because these paper things were really hard to photocopy. Yeah, I, I don't really understand what the point of that was. Well, it was to. I mean, so if somebody. Um, Somebody just, you know, tape to tape copied the data from one uh, video game tape to another or a disc or a CD, whatever. Um, yeah, you wouldn't have the paper version of the thing. And if you tried to photocopy the paper version, oh, thing, it was too complicated and it, wouldn't, and it wouldn't copy properly because of the yeah. uh, colours. It would often uh, ruin uh, the experience for any games players who happen to be, who had the, um, you know, the, the arrogance to be colorblind. Um, so they couldn't play any of the yeah. games. Uh, but yeah, and, and so some I, sort of I like... Remember- um, I was just going to say, I remember going when some games you had to load up and then you had to go and it would give you a grid reference. You had to correspond yes. it with the piece of paper and type in the code or you couldn't play or, the, or, the, or there'd be a manual kind of check where it would sort of go, all right, paragraph five, page seven, uh, word two. Tell me what that word is and stuff. And you yeah. type it in and it was very tedious, but you'd get in eventually. What, um, you know, earlier you mentioned the phrase missile silo. Mm. Have you ever seen a missile silo? I mean, isn't it just a, a a blank kind of bit of bit of waste ground that they've put a lot of missiles in the ground? I don't know. I don't, what do you mean? Like, as in, I can't really picture what it would look like. Right. Okay. So, like, I mean, I presume it'd just be a lot of a lot of aircraft hangars, wouldn't it? And underground. I mean, presumably some of them will be will be kept underground as well. No. Yeah. When I was when I was working at the bank call centre. Sometimes Very much like a missile have, silo. You're correct. Well, correct. sometimes you'd have to do a see Saturday where you go shift. with this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you'd have to do a Saturday shift and there'd be no managers in it. It'd be boring. So you mm. try and squeeze in like little phrases to the calls that came in or mm. you would transfer calls just to your mate's mobile phone just for yeah. a laugh. And at one point, I remember a man cracking, like completely cracking because I asked him, he said his card wasn't working. And I said, have you ever have you been close to any secret military facilities that could have wiped your card. <laughs> and he's, he's sort of screaming, how would I fucking know if it's fucking secret? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like yeah, that. So that's, that's, what, that's what that reminded me of. Did you know, <laughs> by the way, a completely random um, um, uh, interruption to this to this chat, changing trends completely. I mm. mean, I, I, saw a, I saw a news article that said, um, and the headline was, scientists finally discover why wombat poo comes out in cubes. Right, right. Did, did you know that wombat poo was a, was cube shaped? I think I did. It's a soft kind of cube, though, isn't it? It's like an old remer gel. Do you remember those uh, little? Yeah, sweets? it's exactly like a brown remer gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's amazing because what's happened is over time, ever, because they used to apparently because they lived traditionally. I, mean, I don't know if they still do. They traditionally lived on um, hillsides, right? Mm. 
and they wanted to mark out territory by taking shits everywhere, as we all do, you know. And um, apparently, evolutionarily speaking, the more square the turd, the less chances have got of rolling down the hill. So it's a much more hill, effective right. territory marker. So in the, in the lower intestine, they got this bit of their lower intestine where they can make the poo more cube-shaped. Isn't that remarkable? It's remarkable because it's a leg of kind of um, a, an animal incrementally improving its life that just seems so kind of like, all right, you, you, you've marked your territory, your poo's rolled off the hill. So you're, so the most QB ones, the more QB wombats are the ones yeah. who have maintained their, their, their position alive effectively. It just, it just see out of all of the things that they could wish for, I think they probably could have wished for big tusks or something. I think they would have preferred having wings <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I just, yeah. I, can, could we have just have had like really sharp, could we be poisonous? Could we be poisonous to birds yeah. or whatever's going yeah. to eat us? Imagine Unbelievable. It. Imagine, imagine like God coming down saying, don't worry, wombats, got something for you. You're going to be fine. Oh, Do you brilliant. like Lego? What is it? What is it? Is it like massive claws with poison tips? No, not really. All right, go and take a shit. No, is anything funny? It's so underwhelming. It's so, yeah, also, it really is underwhelming. If, um, if um, evolution is true and it's not the strongest or the fastest or the cleverest it's animals that survive, it, it's, the animals that are most, it's the animals that are most adaptive to change. How right. do dads exist? What do you mean? As in they're, they're quite... Um... Dads hate change. <laughs> they do hate change. They don't, don't they? like anything that changes. No, you can't change the furniture around in your dad's living room. It'd go mental. Now, thermostats, pronouns, they are very much one rule. One rule must stay the same forever because their whole worldview will just go out the window and they'll have a terrible As you time. said once before, Pete, why can dads know everything there is to know about different types of tanks? But not understand pronouns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, d- I mean, whenever you tweet like a really softball bit of political commentary, loose, very loosely termed. Um, AKA, AKA a, a Donaldson you, special, a little Pete you Donaldson get, special. You, you, bloody rich coming from you, sunshine. I've seen your <laughs> output. Um, 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 Mine aren't softballs, uh, are they? Mine are quite, quite abrasive. <laughs> but you you really can just write the simplest uh, platitude and it'll get retweeted a bazillion times. Although I can work on a little funny video featuring a footballer or something and it gets retweeted by two people. I can work yeah. all night at that. But if yeah, I but go, my, Tories are bad, retweet a million times. My take on that though, Pete, is that you regularly fall at the final hurdle. There'll be some kind of detail that you'll have missed and it'll fuck it up. And it'll be nah. something like, you'll do it all night and then you'll link to the wrong video in your tweet or something. Yeah, then you just delete it and then put it up again. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just I just don't understand why simple political platitudes get retweeted uh, more than any other. There was a guy, I really want to do it. There was a guy, I can't remember. Oh, he's just a nasty little um, nasty little conservative politician in, in America. And he, Virgin. And he, uh, and he was going on about um, masks. He's going, how many masks you got to wear now? Two, ten, a hundred? And he's got massive fucking ears because he used to be a wrestler. And he's got big cauliflower ears. <laughs> And, yeah. I, and, I, and I wrote back, I wrote back well, you probably hang a few of your fucking plates. You've, uh, oh, and then nice. I just deleted it. Uh, deleted Did it. I'm you? like, what a shame in a man's ears for, for doing a bit that. of wrestling. You what? You've bottled that. Bottled that. Massively you bottled like it. You like wrestling as well? 
I do like wrestling. Not the kind yeah. of, you know, crotch grabby kind of floor wrestling that you feature in the Olympics. It's the larger than life steroid infused hell men. <laughs> that's yeah, what I like. That's true. And I also <laughs> think that on the on the kind of current generation of those blokes who are most of them under they're certainly under the age of 30 mm. they're very right wing in a kind of i want to be controversial for the sake of it yeah kind of way you, you kind of you kind of lawrence foxes but younger those right. types you get them in the uk you get them in the us yeah and there is not one of them that wouldn't be instantly cured of their mad neuroses and if they were handsome. idiot leanings if they just had full consensual full transgender <laughs> sex once. That's all that needs to happen, right? <coughs> Listen, as as men, we've all been there. You know, you, you have you have some pretty strongly held ideas about things, and then you grow up a bit. What happens is generally one of two things, right? Mm. A woman or a man pays you some kind of sexual attention, and that relieves quite mm. a lot of the tension. You've realized that you, you've now entered adulthood as you were. You know, it's a tradition as old as the hills, right? Or a mm. bigger boy punches you in the face. Right, if you don't have one right. of those two things happening, preferably both, at some point in your adolescence, mm. you turn into someone like that Paul Watson guy, or um, what, right. what's the yeah, other yeah, one yeah, called, yeah, um, yeah, Ch- yeah. Charlie Kirk, and all those types. They just need to calm down a bit, get a bit of release of some tension in some way, <laughs> and they probably weren't paid attention by their parents at some point either. That just needs to be sorted, and everything will be fine. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, women or men have to have sex with them. <laughs> so, well, that's so the problem. It's very much like the um, yeah. the virgins that are promised to uh, to terrorists. <laughs> so, like, they didn't ask to be part of this shit. I've got to have sex with <laughs> no, terrorists now, exactly. have I? I've got to have sex with yeah. with John Paul, whatever his fucking name is. Oh, brilliant, cool. Just to, just to stop <laughs> yeah. him being a cunt. No one's thought of that, have they? Hang on a no. minute. I'm a reward now, am I? I'm a reward for someone. <laughs> Brilliant. What? Oh, yeah. So, so hang on. I'm a virgin. I've I, in 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 the in this faith system that, we're, that I found myself in. I've kept myself so-called pure and and perfect. I happen to find myself dead, and now I've got to have sex with <laughs> with the terrorists. Oh, if I'm alive, I've got to have sex with a, 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 a fascist. Unbelievable. It's like um, it's like in um, Curb Your Enthusiasm where he redoes redoes his vows with um, Cheryl, and um, they have a big bust up because she wants him to say that they'll be in love and married forever, and he says, right. "No, I'm not committing to after death. I- I'll-, I'll give it to you till death. I'm not committing to after that because we don't know what's happening after that." So, you know, and there's a big big argument about it. It's a bit like that. <laughs> Oh lordy, I've got a bit of. A, I'm starting to get a bit of a, a, a tickly cough. Uh oh, everyone. Not, it's not great. It's not great. It's, that chi- um, it's buying that Chinese on Saturday. I will tell you what. But don't worry, yeah. Luke. I've got on my finger. Can you see it? Yes, I can. Little pulse oximeter. Is that blood pressure. No, I've got a blood pressure thing because um, I found out that you know my, my granddad had a heart attack when he was fifty, which I didn't know about. Um, so yeah. I thought I'll uh, I'll keep on top of my blood pressure. It's heading. It's heading in the wrong direction. Let's make that very clear. Uh, but I bought a little pul- pulse oximeter, oximeter, oximeter. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, you can find out how much oxygen you've got in your blood because obviously that's the thing that uh, when it gets very low, you've got to think about ringing the, the 999s. It's got to be 95% or higher, isn't it? Well, it seems it, it, that's what I mean. So any lower than 95, you're starting to get into a bit, a bit of trouble. And it just seems like that 95 is a very high um, standard to hit. <laughs> yeah. that like, I thought that was nice for it because I've got a Garmin watch and mine's the right. same. And I, and I looked into it. 
and it said that this particular measure is very useful for if you um, if you are exercising at altitude or going mountain climbing or something. It gives right. you a good idea of when you're suffering, going to start to suffer from altitude sickness and stuff. But if it goes below 95, you want to really be making an appointment at the hospital. And yeah. I just ended up turning it off because it just stressed me out, which then meant, ironically, <laughs> my Garmin measurement for stress went really high. And I, to get, <laughs> and I wasn't sleeping, and that, that, that fucked the sleep bit up, and I, I had to kind of turn it off. So what, what's your saying on your uh, on your... Uh, on your oximeter, what's that saying? Well, I'm, I'm not yet, and, and doctors who, I mean, imagine if any doctors listen, but I'm fairly not certain yet, a couple good. of health professionals uh, do. But um, I'm fairly certain that because it's a LED uh, light that's pu- putting um, putting uh, light through your finger, um, it, it, it's it's better done when you're not in front of very, very, um, you know, changeable lights. So I think doing it in front of yeah. a computer monitor is probably uh, not a great thing to do. But um, yeah, fascinating little little, little gadget. And, and I imagine there's a lot of uh, variation when in quality from the uh, from from the different ones, but the, the BBC I think recommended that it's not a bad thing to to have in your back pocket. Of course, with any te- we talked about this before, uh, with any uh, technological uh, advance and, and certainly consumer electronics, um, they test it on very very few people, or they test it on a very certain amount of people. Apparently, these pulse, pulse oximeters um, not great for, for for black people. Their, their skin has a bit, I presume, a bit more pigment in it, um, right. and it can't fire the light through through the fingers. So it's not as accurate as it is on, uh, on on Caucasians, which is just you know just another example of the yeah. world just being a fucking nightmare for for, for, so, for so a lot for, of people. I, that's really that's really poor. And, and but for, for accuracy of data generally, because I did some research into this before I bought my watch, um, it's best to wear it while you sleep. That's when right. you get the best data because, like, yeah. I think it's able to much more accurately assess what's happening because you're not doing anything else. So, yeah, and you're not moving um, around, and the light's not changing. It's kind of yeah. one thing, and I, and I guess like with with uh, oxygen in your blood, it probably goes way down when you when you're asleep. Because you're not you're not breathing um, in, in. You don't any know way. that it's you hard. are breathing when you sleep. That's that's definitely happening. I'm fairly oh, certain you don't breathe when you sleep. No, I mean like you don't breathe as strongly. You're kind of very relaxed. But you're still oxygenating <laughs> your blood, aren't you? Yeah, but you're not going. <sighs> that's how I breathe depends, during the day. Depends what you're doing. Because <laughs> I'm constantly. <laughs> So I'm constantly angry bed, at the mate. things I see. I'm just constantly angry. Yeah. It's the so, only time so, I get off from being angry. The one thing that has concerned me about the old Garmin is that it mm. measures your different type of sleep. Now, I don't think it's that accurate, actually. I, th- I think my assessment of, of the of the watch, and it is a very good watch, it's a Vivo Active 4S for those that are interested. Oh, gone off your big um, submarine watch you had? No, I wear that for special occasions. Oh. Um, but it's too bulky to wear every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same way, I, all I ever do is wear tracksuit bottoms now. I don't really wear a big watch. It's, it's like a tin of tuna on your arm. <laughs> it is a bit. And, um, yeah, and... Um, but I was going to say the um, the the Garmin's good, but I think for stress levels and for sleep, it's kind of interesting on one level. But I don't think it's that accurate. And the reason I right. say that is because the other day on Sunday, I was sat down. Um, Mimi had gone out for a walk, and I was sat down on my own. I thought, you know what? I'm going to put a record on, right? And I put a record on my record player and sat in the living room doing nothing else, just listening to an album that I like. And um, about half an hour into it, I got an alert on my watch saying. Take a break. You seem very stressed at the moment. <laughs> I was like, ironically, this is the least stressed I've been in about six months. So, yeah, well, surely, I, I mean, listening to music, it's it 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 it, it um, you know, it, it gives you something, doesn't it? It makes you excitable, doesn't it? Do you yeah, what I guess you're so. To? Maybe it can be mis, mis, misrepresented as stress, but and the other thing that's quite ironic about it is that I've started to it's, the way the brain works 
is fascinating because so on the sleep measure it says that i get quite a good amount of sleep but a lot of my sleep is light sleep or rem sleep and it also measures so it measures three stages of sleep light Dream boy. and <laughs> deep sleep right yeah right and you're supposed to get i average i think about an hour and a half deep sleep a night and i right. only ever really get about half an hour which in turn now i know that fact has made me feel more tired. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't didn't know that. I felt absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. So it's made it worse. My my partner a couple of days ago, um, asleep, um, just suddenly announces, wake me up. Just asks me to wake up. She has. She gets this thing where she is. Is it locked? Where she's locked in. Where she's huh. awake, but she can't move her limbs and she can't Awful. wake up properly. Horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But she she went. Wake me up. I was like, what? It's <laughs> like That's weird. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's this seems like a trap. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she's got. A, she was. She was insisting that I woke her up, and and so I've decided I'm just going to wake her up every morning. Um, just by being fucking loud. So. Yeah. We, do you have? Do you have in your house? Do you have uh, lists of things that aren't that can't be done while the other person's still asleep? Uh, no, but we are both um, in the house recording things for broadcast. So um, right. apparently, uh, I'm 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 not very fleet of finger when it comes to um, typing, and uh, oh, really? uh, and especially when I'm doing a podcast, I'm uh, I'm, I'm rather shouty, so, so, which, so which house... sometimes can be heard on absolute radio. If you oh, listen really? very carefully, <laughs> <laughs> but then the dogs get involved and start screaming anyway, so it's fine. Oh, it's true, actually. Yeah, so you've got dogs, so it might be a bit different. So our house, if one of the if the other person isn't asleep, it is understood that the person who's awake will not empty the dishwasher or Hoover. Oh yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean that, that that's that, yeah. that that's standard I stuff. So. I mean, I I find I find the whole. Um, I love being quiet. I love getting up before the pit and I love kind of like trying to be as quiet as I can. But the problem with like living in a house that's older than <laughs> that's older than one year old is that the 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 the, the floor's constantly creaking. It's really loud. House really noises are crazy, loud. don't you think? There's not enough made of house noises. Our, our boiler goes ooh yeah. when it's working. It just goes ooh. How, but like house whistles. noises are fucking crazy. <laughs> I hear so much ooh. shit when I'm lying in bed and everyone's asleep. I've all wake up random at two in the morning. <laughs> everyone's asleep in the block yeah. and or the terrace and you still hear mad stuff that you could convince yeah. you. I, I understand it's evolutionary because obviously it's more beneficial for you to to suspect that it's like bad so it kind of gets you on edge but i mean the mm. amount of noises that house make houses make are fucking crazy in my opinion oh, but, but, but my, my partner also thinks that like she she loses the door open because she thinks someone's coming upstairs to to, to get her and i, I just think I, I spend a lot of time with people who um, have done a lot of shit in their life that they're scared someone's going to get them for. <laughs> I'm complete. If I'm in bed, I'm like, leave the door open, close the door. I don't care. I've not done anything bad enough for someone to chase me with a big knife. So if it happens, I'll be annoyed, but I know it wasn't anything personal. Played the numbers game and you lost. That's just unfortunate. <laughs> but surely <laughs> if you, someone's after you, you want to close all the doors, no? Yeah, um, but it's only going to slow them down briefly. I can't lock myself in every door, can I? Especially when the dog, dog wants to go in and out. So, yeah. That's true. And, and have you still got access to the dogs? How still is the access to the dogs. Yeah, dogs dogs fine. One of them um, is very into waking up every hour. I mean, very into that caper. Um, and just sort of going for a poo or a wee in the garden. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, Do you have I'm to get up and let them out? Yeah, because you can't, you can't... There's a lot of dog nappings happening at the moment. You can't just be leaving dogs 
to wander around the garden willy nilly. Um, right. You know, people are in lockdown and people want dogs. There's a lot of people. You probably notice it around your area. People are getting new puppies and stuff. But it seems to be happening yeah, quite definitely. a lot around here as well. Yeah. There's a, well, there's people, a lovely people there's a lovely cats, one. Though, do they? Um. Yeah, I mean, cats cats sort of roll around, don't they? Yeah, you could. I I, I always I would always assume that cats would be like chipped better than dogs. I don't know yeah, why. Got I just, microchips yeah. in them. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, there's a there's a new dog oh, over deep the road. state, isn't it? It's the deep state. Deep state, mate. Five G. <laughs> it's the space laser. Um, yeah. There was a um, there's a dog that's arrived over the road. A new puppy. A dog and a unbelievably adorable little kind of sausage dog looking thing, and. Um, it's called Jaeger, Jaeger, and I, I really want to ask whether it's named after Chuck Jaeger, the late fighter pilot, or oh, yeah. Jaeger Bob. Died recently. <laughs> Just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is it? Can't tell which. I, I think it might be the former. It has to be. Surely, it has to be. Speaking of um, space lasers, I thought I found I saw a really funny um, news headline the other day. Uh, it was actually in Vanity Fair, which is a publication mm. you mentioned on Monday. And it reminded mm. me of it as well. This headline's brilliant. Listen to this. Republicans can't believe Democrats don't want to work with them just because of the guns and the death threats and the congresswoman who thinks Jews started the California wildfires <laughs> with space lasers. <laughs> oh, that that woman's in like in particular is astonishing. She's an amazing if piece of that work. woman. If she was living in medieval times, they wouldn't let her milk a fucking cow. Let's make that absolutely clear. She would not be out of anyone's sight at any point. How on earth she's an elected? representative of the people is it beggars belief somebody did somebody did tweet the things out going you know like the republicans going oh we're being we're being um censored for our views oh what the 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 you know small government like limited taxation and going nah not them views <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. the other ones <laughs> oh, i also no. like the guy i also like the guy who who made a complete prick of himself to the point of where um, a publishing company, a private enterprise, no longer yeah. wanted to publish his book. So yeah. he launched a massive campaign against uh, the, the <laughs> his, uh, First Amendment of the Constitution. Mate, I don't think that covers not like private published. company publishing no. houses, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sake. It's, absolutely <laughs> it's like someone busting into this show now us telling them they couldn't be on the show and them saying, well, this is a prison of freedom of speech. It's, it's not. Start your own podcast if you want. Pay to publish your own book. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, lordy. Anyway, oh, let's have a quick like... break. And when we come yeah. back, we'll, um, we'll do a couple more emails. Because I've got we'll that do one email one about defragment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you in a minute. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week at Sukarnov. Over at Self Care Club, wellness road tested, Lauren and Nicole discussed intuitive eating and rebelling against diet culture. Actually, I'm really proud of myself that I did that because it was hard and it was bloody brave to actually stand up and say, you know what? I choose my life. I choose to have quality of life. I choose to be two dress sizes bigger and much fucking happier for it. For even more great content, there's also a brand 
brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, who sat down with Borussia Mönchengladbach's assistant manager, René Maric. He talked through his journey from a football blogger to coaching one of the most exciting football teams in Europe. You always focus on the next game and you focus on every opponent, no matter which competition and uh, the level of the opposition. You always focus on each opposition the same in terms of investment of time and resources. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. All right, so Luke and Pete and Defrag Shaw, uh, top tips on how to defragment your uh, magnetic hard drive platters. Um, Luke, uh, yeah. I'm joined by uh, the, the the main uh, defrag daddy, uh, Luke Moore, <laughs> and he's going to tell you about a man uh, defragging his hard drive. I'm very much a student. Like <laughs> Simon, who's emailed in to hello at lukeandpeacher.com, is very much the Yoda in this situation. Right, okay. And yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. very early Luke Skywalker. We're on Dagobah. <laughs> is it Dagobah? I can't get confused. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that. without further ado, the most antici- eagerly anticipated email in Luke and Pete show history is here. Mm. And Simon, I'll let him pick up the story. He says, chaps, it's rare I can contribute anything approaching usefulness to your show. But on the subject of defragmenting, a.k.a. defragging hard drives, I finally feel like I can. Here we go. (laughs) Older hard drives are made of spinning platters of metal with a head that moves across it to read or write data as the platter spins underneath it. When a file is written to disk, the operating system needs to figure out where on the disk to place the data. And very often especially after prolonged use, the disk gets quite fragmented, meaning there isn't a block of continuous space big enough to fit the entire file in, so the files are broken up, aka fragmented, and written on different parts of the platter. This means when a file needs to be read, the head has to physically move around, making the file read quite slow. Defragmenting is when the operating system reorganizes the disk so that all files are stored continuously to make the reading faster. Jump forward to modern solid-state drives, and there is no head, and accessing any part of a disk happens in the same amount of time. So, for example, you could read or write the first and last blocks on the disk in the same time as two adjacent blocks. This means it doesn't matter if the files are fragmented anymore, so there's no point doing any uh, defragmentation. Note that the type of read where the disk is required to read from an arbitrary location is called random access, hence the term Random access memory or RAM. Hope this is enlightening, if not a little dull. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Keep up the good work, Simon. Now that is the kind of contribution we actively endorse and encourage on this show. I feel like I've learned something today, Peter. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll, I'll tear that one. If you've ever seen like um, a hard drive like spinning up and and, and reading data, like that, that's been because obviously the the hard drive has to be protected from the elements, dust and wind and rain. And, and um, have you ever seen one kind of like doing its business, uh, its dirty hard drive business without the the shielding off the top of it? It is. It does its thing so quickly and so efficiently and finds the right spot on the platter so quickly uh, and efficiently. I I. It is like you always say about um, about uh, technology and stuff like magic. Magic. It, 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 it's it, it's exactly the same as what I imagine magic to be. Yeah, I, I do not know imagine. how computers do it so quickly. Figure out precisely which bit of data it needs and go to that precise bit at that speed. Five hundred five thousand three hundred um, revolutions per minute. It's incredibly quick. Huh. 
how do, how do people even invent that? And also, we haven't even started talking about quantum computing yet, partly because we can't, because I don't, know how, I don't understand it. But <laughs> Maybe we are. Computing... In, a, in a different world, we are. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's all <laughs> happening at some point in the, in the, in the space-time continuum. But some, so quantum computers can do millions and millions of things like that, but at the same time, right? Yeah, but, where, but surely you're bottlenecked by the rest of the physical space. If you're writing that data to disk... Um, Maybe Simon it's, it's, can help us with this. Exactly. Yeah. Help, look, if, you, if you're going to give us the, <laughs> the the 3D space that we're in now, <laughs> I love the idea that Simon only the only thing Simon knows is this. Like, isn't it anything well, the only else? thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we should also include before we go. We should also include some new battery brands, Peter. Um, Big Chief Wall on Twitter sent in a Mustang. That's not a new player. No. Um, Simon James sent in. I tell you what, this might actually be a new player entering the game. Have you? Have we had a judo battery before? Oh no, I don't think we have. Actually, I think I'd remember that. Okay, Is, does it come in a little kind of um, a little judo suit? No, that'd be amazing if it did. Sadly, not. It's not got a little black belt wrapped around it. Um, <laughs> judo is a new player that's entered the game. Congratulations to you, Simon. Another Simon with technology. Yeah. It's, all, it's all going off. And Jake Johnson sent in Warriors. The Warriors are not a new player, sadly. But thank you very much for sending them in. I can see from the picture they are made in China. They have Warriors written on them and they are gold. But I've seen them before. That is not a new player entering the game, I'm sorry to say. Warriors. Yeah, thank you for all your uh, your uh, thank you for all of your uh, of your batteries. Excellent yeah. stuff. Um, that's enough. That's it. Get yeah, us out of it, Pete. Out of Take it, it away. Take it away. Uh, my hard drive platter is spinning down. I do kind of like look at like the you know the guy talking about like defragmenting hard drives and stuff. That is kind of how my brain is operating at the moment. It <laughs> it's kind of like it's probably a good analogy lockdown. there. Yeah, I just how do we get defrag? Maybe we could sort of start some kind of um, wellness, possibly yoga based kind of um, system or scheme, uh, and get a little special on Netflix about. Um, I don't know social defragmentation, defragmentation, or or or, or brain defragmentation, ordering how, your thoughts. How Surely do you that's reckon what it's that, all about? Um, how do you reckon that like knowledge and memory and stuff is actually printed onto your brain? How do you think? How do you think the recall of that actually works? So there, because there's so many different types. There's like memory. There's like things that you can do automatically. So for example, you never think about the fact that your heart's constantly beating, right? or that mm. you're blinking, or that you're breathing. Yeah. But your brain's having to do that for you. So yeah. it's interesting. It'll be interesting to know the difference between that and then something that's been learned, like, for example, right. driving a car or flying a plane or doing an equation, which has been learned and been printed onto your brain somehow, and how that differs from the automatic kind of involuntary stuff, you know? Mm. Do, do we know anybody who uh, – I was reading a piece about um, uh, people who had um, lobotomies um, – do we know anyone who's had who's had such an invasive, barbaric um, uh, thing? Because they, they still did versions of them up until like the nineties. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you sort of think that, that that it was done in like you know the sixties and they and they stopped. They didn't. It was going on for a very very long time. And there are people still alive who feel like they can't they can't um, they don't want to anyone to know about the fact that they were lobotomized when they were when they were younger uh, and and all of these sort of mental illnesses and, and mental compulsions that um, doctors decided they could get rid of just by li- literally just fucking hooking a bit of fucking cells out out of out of the front of the um, front of the uh, lobe temporal lobe isn't it um, through yeah. through the eyeball it 
there will be people that um, are walking among us who have had these barbaric um, uh, operations done on them. And uh, I'd, I'd yeah. love to sort of hear from someone's experience. So I recommend the uh, book, uh, The Psychopath Test by John Ronson. He talks mm. about not just uh, lobotomy, but also um, electric, electro, was it convulsive therapy? Electroshock therapy, yeah. Yeah, which is another. Lou Reed um, had it, didn't he? So, say again? Lou Reed had it, didn't he? Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, so I yeah, that's, so, yeah. It's, those kind of things are more prevalent than you think. I mean, I don't know quite how late they went on in America, but they went on quite late. I mean, later than perhaps it would be, people would be comfortable to admit. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Horrendous stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, no, I, I mean, we've I, got to the point where we're asking if any of our listeners have had lobotomies. That's a question we ask every week, I would say, when we look at the email box. <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive, Peter, actually. Oh, you started off you very sensitively, <laughs> and now you've, 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 you've actually reduced it to the gutter. I'm disappointed well, look, in that. I'm going in with a hook. That's what I'm doing. Right, uh, <laughs> let's go out of here. This has been the Looking Peter Show. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back on Monday for more of this trash and dross. If you want to get in touch with the show, uh, do so. Email us. That's the easiest way to do it. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. That's hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Luke, we've got an Instagram and everything, haven't we? Yeah, at Luke and Pete Show is the Instagram. There's extra content. There's little animations that look very good. They make Pete and I look very handsome. They don't look as mm. make us look as old as we actually are. Yeah, and it's a nice place on on. Do you know what? Actually, having said all that, it's just a nice place on the internet. And those places are few and far between these days. It's very wholesome, exactly. Very fun. So go and follow at Luke and Pete Show on Instagram as well. And as Pete says, we'll see you on Monday, and we hope you have a lovely weekend. All right, peace out. See ya. Part of the Acast Creative Network.